Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 472. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're going to talk some football tonight, CFL football, and that's kind of the normal thing that we do here because that's what's happening. So we're now the 1st of February, the 1st of February, 2nd of February, 2nd of February. Today was Groundhog Day. I understand that the groundhog came out, saw a shadow, and fucked off for another six weeks. So I guess that's kind of what we've got, another six weeks of winter. Oh, my God. I, it's not really winter here. It's like above zero. Well, it, today it was. It was fucking cold. But uh, for the next two weeks, it's supposed to be up above zero. And then under zero, negative numbers during the, the night. And so everything's going to thaw, and then it's going to freeze, and then it's going to thaw, and it's going to freeze. Like, seriously, I was talking to Will just before the show started, and I go, come on. Either go minus 15 and fucking stay there or get above zero and let this shit melt. One or the other. Like, I'm, I'm ready for June. Like, is it June yet? And for more ways than, more reasons than just football. Uh, football would be good. Is it May yet? I don't know. When, when, when does the season start? Is it starting to earlier again? Like, it did that, not last year. Last year was, didn't start till August. But we were going to start it earlier. I, I understand that in 2019. Uh, no, 2020, it was supposed to start earlier. And then we didn't have a season at all. 2021 happened, started late. So, I don't know. Are they going to go back into June or May or whatever, start football earlier? I don't know. I haven't heard. Uh, I haven't even looked at the schedule. Maybe we should just run over and look at the schedule and see if there's anything interesting that's happening. When When is the first football game? First football game is Winnipeg at Saskatchewan on May 23. Okay, so is it May yet? None of this is it June yet. We've got football in May, May 23. Uh, training camp's got to start like two, three weeks before that with the rookies. So right around May 1st. Oh, right. Uh, shit. Isn't that, the, isn't that about when we have the draft? Oh yeah. Nobody really cares about the draft anyhow. So um, what's going on? We got free agency in two weeks. I think that's Valentine's day or something close to that. Um, 15th, I think it is. And, but there's so much happening now that they've got this new thing going on where you, you can start talking to the players two weeks earlier. I don't understand how they're signing some players two weeks earlier, unless, of course, then those have been released already from the team. I think that would be the right thing to do for a team is that if you're not going to sign somebody, you should release them. And I understand that you want to keep them till the bitter end sometimes because if you can't sign one guy, you want to be able to sign the other guy, so you don't really want to release either one of them. And that's cool too if there's a possibility that somebody's going to get signed then then keep them but if you're not going to sign them but you should toss them to the curb Saskatchewan just did that to Ed Ganey no we're not going to offer you a contract but they didn't release them so he can now go up and talk to other teams but he can't sign with anybody until free agency starts on the 15th so I, I, you know what if you're not going to keep the guy toss him to the curb get, give him an all-out release so that he can get going on his his career his livelihood, his uh, family, everything else uh, a little bit sooner. I think that would be the right thing to do. It makes more sense. I don't know. It, it just, you know, everybody talks about the league not being fair to players. And I, I personally, I think they should do that just because it would be better. 
Okay, so um, we're talking football. I'm talking football. Not much else going on. Um, hmm. Man, I can't think of anything that they – oh, hey, look at this trucker rally that's happening in Ottawa. Isn't that amazing? Day four in the books. Truckers aren't going anywhere. They're, staying, they're locking down that town. Um, they're, they're not getting a lot of help. Everybody else over there is being – actually, they're getting a lot shitload of help. People are bringing them food and gas and fuel and all sorts of things, and it's a wonderful thing that the, the, the community is reaching out. But, you know, Ottawa police – uh, they did make an announcement that there has been no fighting, no nobody's been hurt, there's no dangers, no, no uh, public safety, everything is cool, but they're still, they're blocking roads so that the truckers can't go down them and this, that, and everything else. So uh, we'll see. It's uh, it's still not happening. We still can't find Justin been lying. Uh, he's, he's, he's missing. I mean, yeah, he's just like gone away. He's, he's trying to tell us that he's got COVID. But nobody's buying that shit. He's got triple vaccinated and, you know, oh, my God, yes, okay, I'm going to go quarantine myself just because I got COVID. Well, you know, if you're triple vaccinated, you're not supposed to get COVID, you dumb shit. That's what you're trying to tell us. So, yeah, God damn. Oh, lying guy. Like I said, Justin's been lying. Just kind of like Osama bin, bin Laden. Yeah. Osama? Yeah, Osama bin Laden. This guy, he, they, they kind of daddy, deaded him. Uh, anyhow, um, so yeah, uh, enough of this. Uh, let's go open some mics up and talk to the boys. We got Charles, we got Will, we got Chris online here. Okay, guys, our mics are all open now, so careful what you're talking about. Turn down your TVs and shit like that, and don't breathe heavy into the mic. Charles, welcome well, to the show. How you doing? Well, it's just arrested, Christopher, but free agency starts February 8th. What's that? Correct. I hate the first. It starts on the correct. 8th. I'm the yes. 8th, sir. Okay. It usually always starts at Valentine's Day. So if it starts on the 8th, it's okay, cool. That's why this week you can talk to teams. I was going to bring that up, too. What's that? Go ahead. I'll be quiet, Charles. Talk away. That's okay. I'm just saying hi. It's my introduction. So so what were you going to bring up, Charles? What, What did Will bring up that was important? That it's on the 8th? And yeah, I was going to say the same thing that it was starts on the free agencies on the eighth. Right. Okay. And that's cool. Uh, it's a week earlier because it usually happens right on Valentine's Day. So I was thinking that yeah. it's going to start on, on on the Tuesday. So I figured it was going to start on the fifteenth. But if it's on the eighth, that's awesome. It's a week sooner. Um, yeah, it'll be good. next Tuesday actually. Next Tuesday, we're going to have free agency, and. Uh, so there's some cool signings that are happening right now. A lot of people getting some extensions and some uh, some uh, restructures. We're going to talk about. We should talk about that. We should talk about that. Oh, you know what? I didn't print my my agenda. I made it, but I didn't print it. Or did I print it? I did print it. I did print it. I just didn't look for it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the free agency is just a week away, and we'll get we'll get to that. That's that's in a minute. There. I'm just saying hi, Charles. Anything new okay. with you? Hello. No, nothing new here. Pretty much same old, same old. Just plugging along day by day. Okay. Well, then, then we'll jump over to William because he's he's been in and out of this conversation already. How you doing, brother? I have nothing else to say, sir. <laughs> no, fuck off. <laughs> I'm fine. Thank you, sir. I'm having good, a wonderful good, good. time. I'm glad to hear that. I still... 
I still despise winter like no man is known to humankind. I hate winter. I always have hated winter, and I wish it would end. Well, you live in the prairies. It's six months of winter. I know. There. Why would you do that? I one? know. I well. Go I move to Las know. Vegas. I asked myself, well, Las Vegas is cold too. Sorry. Um, I've, been, I've been looking. I, well, Las Vegas is cold too. I've been looking at stuff in Texas lately, to be honest with you. So. Texas. Who knows? Texas is cheap there. What does What does Patty think of that? Um, she'd be okay with that because she she'd like to be someplace hot, but she needs dry. She needs dry. Okay. She can't. Have cool. Anything. I like I mean, Texas. I, I, I have a place to visit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it, it means we're Patty and I are both asthmatic, so dry climates work really well for us. We yes. don't like a humid climate, but um, no. And and, Texas, and, is but, humid. But, Texas is humid, but not in the time period we would well, go. We'd go January to January, February, March. Okay. It, it depends so, on where you are in Texas, right? Okay, I mean uh, the western western side, El Paso, uh, over there. That that, that that's that's a fucking desert, man. That that's dry. But you get down yeah. to uh, uh, where am I talking? Not Houston. Um, Dallas. Uh, Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi down on the on the coast. Yeah. I love it down yeah. there. But but that's very humid. That's very very yeah. hot and very humid. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally, I think the Gulf Gulf State is the most beautiful spot in in um, in America. Louisiana, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida. Uh, it, absolutely gorgeous down there. I just love it. It's just really too bad it's full of Americans. Oh, did I say that out loud? Okay. I've been to I've been to Florida and you know what Florida is, eh? As far as I'm concerned. It's the biggest fucking trailer park you've ever seen in your life, okay? Oh, of course, but it depends on where you are. Like, uh, yeah. Pensacola is a is a beautiful place. Like Pensacola, Florida, uh, up on the mm-hmm. the Panhandle there, it's gorgeous. But you get down into yep. Tampa and Fort Lauderdale, and oh my God, fucking forget it, man. That's just a hot slum. I like Orlando. I know there's. Yeah, it's, that's very commercialized. Because we're at Disney World, right, Charles? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's where I went for my honeymoon. So. Okay. Yeah, you're you're a fan of Mickey Mouse. I understand that. I'm very Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very me Mickey too. Mouse. Okay. So let's bring Chris into this conversation. How you doing, brother? How's uh, how's life up in Dawson Creek? Are you still got winter, or is it coming getting warm up there too? It's doing the exact same thing as it's doing with you. We're cold right now, but by Saturday it's supposed to be plus five and stay for a while. Yeah, it, that, that's shitty. Yeah. yeah, but it gets cold at night. So and yeah, yeah, no. yeah. So there's lots of I'm ice not everywhere. I'm not, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of <sighs> ice everywhere, and it's one of those things. It's time for spring at some point, but I got to get a couple more weeks in of work, so we got to get the wood out. So. I need it to hold actually yeah. till about, well, till the, as long as the groundhog said I need it to stay. <laughs> well, that's a long time, man. That's that's like mid-April. Uh, I I personally think we're going to have breakup early this year, and uh, that's just going to shit shut everything down. It's not a good thing. Yeah. 
What I'll do you take, mean great cup early? Third week in March. Third, third week of March I'll take. I'll, I'll be happy with third week of March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, you can, if we can get the third week of March, that'll be good. What do you, What was that, Charles? Did you say we we're going to have Grey Cup early or what? what did you... No, I said Grey Cup early. Oh, Grey Cup. Grey Cup okay. early. Grey Cup is Misunderstood. when you're in, an, you're in an industry that works in the bush. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can, when the roads are frozen, they're awesome. When they start to thaw, you can't drive on them. A, it's dangerous as hell, and B, forestry won't let you. So there's Destroys an them. area in which you you actually get shut down, and you cannot the trucks can't move. Hogging goes to yeah. a standstill. Hog goes down to a standstill. Is that because of flooding? Or? No, it's because it, the road turns to mud, and the more trucks drive on it, then the road gets screwed. Oh, right? I see. So that you, you can't do it. In fact, the highway out on my road uh, right in front of me here goes down to 70% axle weight because the ground yeah. underneath the asphalt thaws out, and then the trucks go on it and will break the asphalt. So they actually have to wait till the, the ice all melts, and then the ground dries up, and then the trucks can come back on it. And it's going to be like that until May. Like, it, it's, it's two months. It, it's a long fucking time. Yeah, June. So, yeah, it can be as late of, as June. It's kind of May and June. Yeah, it's a it's a long time. That it, it it screws up our industry pretty bad. But we all know that it happens. It, it's going to happen every year. It's called breakup, and it's mm-hmm. got nothing to do with football and that trophy. Nope. No, not at all. Has okay. to do with vacation okay. time, though. <laughs> yeah. to do with That's when you're allowed to take a break. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, that's when you got to work pretty hard. I just got offered a job today. I don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see about what's going on and uh, go from there. Cool. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, you, you know, the town of Lytton burned up. Yep. And, yeah. Right, and and the the one of the companies that was um, that uh, is in charge of of the destruction and cleaning up of all the building sites in in Linton is also in Merritt right now, and they're doing the cleanup from the flood. And I've been mm-hmm. contracting with them, and uh, through my other company, and uh, he's just now just. The, the guy basically had said, you know, we want you to come and work for us directly in, in Linton and run our crews over there. And I'm going, hmm, okay, what does this pay? Let's talk. Big money? Okay. Anyhow. Okay. So much for that. Free agency is a week away. Just a week away. It's February the 8th. Uh, one week yesterday, actually. And uh, so, yeah, it's it, is your team – the teams are all sort of kind of signing up the people that they need to. I'm really impressed with what the BC Lions have done so far. They've uh, signed up uh, Lucky Whitehead, uh, Brian Burnham, and Javon Katoy, uh, along with uh, Rhymes. Uh, probably got the best receiving core in the CFL right now, uh, arguably. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens there. 
Uh, and they did this all because they don't have a quarterback. So when you have four of the best receivers in the CFL, possibly even five if they get this, uh, what's his nuts from Winnipeg, uh, Kenny Lawler. Kenny Lawler. Um, yeah, if, if we get Kenny, it's like five receivers. Oh, my God. Uh, this kid, Nathan Rourke, he doesn't have to do much to be amazing. He could go out there and just toss the ball around, and these guys just suck it up. And, and those guys will just go get it. Loot. Yeah, just go get it and then take off. Uh, literally, uh, he could end up being the leading passer in the CFL in his rookie year. Or not rookie year, because last year he, he had two starts. But, yeah, I mean, it, it could be amazing. And yet it could stink really badly because we've seen that before too. This could just blow up in their face. But there's been a lot of money on the table since uh, Mike Riley's not there. So, uh, I mean, your quarterback, do, do you at this point in time restructure his contract and give him a bit of a raise? Because he's on his rookie contract probably in the $60,000 range, uh, a year range, and you've just made him your starter? I guess you wait till after free agency to find out if there's another quarterback available. Um, Ticats are signing up a bunch of guys, but they're letting some people go too. We're going to talk about that. Brandon Banks going the uh, wild. Uh, Saskatchewan dumped Ed Ganey. There's some big names that are not getting re-signed, and there's some pretty amazing guys being signed. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of happy with everything here. Some idiot on, <laughs> don't mean to use this not lightly, but somebody on um, Let's Talk came out and, and said that the uh, Grey Cup predictions this year is the BC Lions versus the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm a huge BC Lions fan, and even I don't believe that. And the Red Blacks, I don't think the Red Blacks have done fuck all to make <laughs> themselves better. They are the worst. They haven't team done anything. League, and they're still the worst. They're still the worst team in the league. I mean, let's give them till after the eight to find out whether or not gonna, they're going to do anything. But, I, yeah, they're not doing anything amazing, I'll tell you that. Uh, they are in the battle for Jeremiah Mazzoli, but big fucking deal. <laughs> Who cares, right? It's, it's going to be a fight between the Elks and the Red Blacks for Jeremiah Mazzoli. <laughs> they're fighting for the basement now. Sad thing is, the one that doesn't get Jeremiah Mazzoli might be the basement. Yeah. But that also tells me that Chris Jones is not a fan of Nick Nick Arbuckle. No, but I am. And I think Mm -hmm. Nick Arbuckle in BC would be a good thing right now. I'd have no problem with it. At least it gives you some sort of uh, experience backup. Yeah. Yeah, or, or... fighting for the number one position. I mean, yep. you got five of the best, four, four to five of the best receivers in the league. You might as well have somebody who can toss the ball. You would think so. Yeah. It would be nice. It would be nice. Well, uh, hey, okay. if uh, so, Rourke uh, gets a full training cap and gets, uh, gets timing down with those guys, maybe they get the rhythm going. We'll see. 100%. 100%. 
Chris, what do you think so far of free agency? The, the, the signings that are out there, there's been some releases, some people going to the NFL. Uh, what, what, what's, your, well, what's your take on this? Any, anything interesting? Well, I mean, it's, it's since the one-year contract boom and that and, you know, so much of the league goes up for free agency every year now. It's uh, it's always interesting. It's always entertaining. And, I mean, it, the thing is, is it's essentially the same story every time. You know you're going to get players that you want them to sign, but you know you're going to lose players that you want them to sign. And you just kind of hunker down and see what happened. I mean, obviously you pay most attention to the team you watch and follow. Um, and... Uh, and then you also usually pick one or two free agents you like to see on your team that you hope don't get re-signed, but when they do, it's kind of a bummer. So, But uh, so far, I've been happy with what Calgary's done. Um, I mean, like you said, BC is setting themselves up. And, you know, I keep hearing a bunch of people talking about, well, how are they going to protect work? And I, I, the thing is, to me, is, is that their O-line's not horrible and works a totally different quarterback. He's very mobile. He's like Mazzoli, so do you really need to dump a bunch of money at the O-line? I think they're capable of protecting him because I think he's going to scramble a lot. Like, he's going to move a lot. He's not a standing target. And uh, I think that changes that dynamic. So it's kind of like you're, you're, you're arguing something from the past with Riley. But uh, as for Calgary, I mean, they signed most of their O-linemen that I thought. I mean, Cumbry Williams is American, and you just got to deal with that. They lost Stanley Bryant the same way. Um, I was surprised with the with the with the Kadeem Carey signing, but I think he brings a lot to the to the team that they that's not just field. Um, I get a real sense they, that he's they, a locker room guy and that he's good for the team because they've never paid big bucks to a run American running back really ever. No. So that was that's, a little that's bit. The highest, it's the highest paid non quarterback in the league. Yeah, I yeah. paid so, non-quarterback in the league. I mean, that that's big money from Huff. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, no, no, Huff is not stuff. traditionally a. No, he's not a spender. No. He never has no, been. No, not at all. But you know what? I, again, I you uh, you saw that with him, and uh, I know he paid Begleton pretty good money too. Like, I mean, he's not stupid either. I mean, I, I think he, you know, you got to. He didn't have a great year. Right, so you got to come back with a good one. So, you know, he's taking care of the business he needs. He's got the receivers he needs. He's not coming in light like last year, as long as Jordan can stay healthy, which I pray to God and and that. So, and I, I guess you're seeing that league wide. I mean, there's been a few weird ones, like like what the fuck's Ottawa doing? I have no idea. But I guess they don't really want to sign any of their own people. So I guess yeah. they got to wait till free agency, right? Guys. So, you know, and Toronto yeah, hasn't did, done a ton. Well, they got McLeod Bethel Thompson, which we're going to talk about yeah. later. They re-signed this quarterback. Yeah, a little bit later, which is weird. Bigger. But, you know, like they haven't they haven't signed a lot of the other ones. And, uh, I mean, I think Saskatchewan's been fairly active and making a call to move away from a heavy price tag. And uh, I don't know. Winnipeg did really well signing their people. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's – it's 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 always entertaining. It's just like the first day, first second day of free agency is always entertaining. 
because it's always interesting to see who goes off off the board first. And I always kind of, to be honest with you, my personality, I kind of like to watch the ones that think they're worth a shitload of money that get nothing and don't get offers right away because it always makes me chuckle a bit. Darrell Walker? Darrell, I was yeah. just going to say the same thing. Darrell Walker? Derek Dennis? Yeah. Uh, but you know I, what? I was kind surprised of surprised that Tiger Cat signed Lamar Durant, and, and well, Tiger Cat fans every, are all excited about this. Everybody wants to, to be the team that he finally stays on the field with. I mean, the guy's got talent. There's no arguing that. It's just he can't stay healthy. So, I mean, if they didn't pay him a lot, I mean, although you figure before free agency they must have paid him a lot. I don't know. Things surprise me. I mean, I'm surprised that after BC had all those receivers signed, they're offering a Lawler 250000 for an American receiver. That's crazy. Yeah. It is. 100%. So, so there's I lots like of things Kenny that Lawler me. as a receiver, but not oh, for yeah, that. For sure. No, and not when you've got four solid guys already. Like, the, already yeah, got. I think they're set at receiver. Yeah, like, I mean – Sure, where you want to be greedy. And I can see it if you're really thinking that it's going to help the kid, right? Like if it's going to help the kid and you're not going to spend a bunch on the O-line because they're good enough for him because he can take care of himself, there's philosophies there. But still, it's just weird to throw that kind of money on a spot that you're so strong at already, you know? Give him a running back then. Yeah, yeah give him a running back. So there's been lots so of a button of those. We're looking at the list for 2021, like the receivers. Kenny Lawler was number one. He's the only one that went over 1,000 yards in 14 games. Brian Burnham was number two, and he was only like 35 yards shy of 1,000. Eugene Lewis mm-hmm. uh, came in like one yard behind Brian Burnham. And Lucky Whitehead, who only paid, played 12 games, uh, came in at 932. BC would have three of the top four receivers in the league from last year. I, does that make sense? No, because there's only well, there's one just... football, and you can only get the football to so many people. I mean, it's going to be hard to cover these guys, but... Somebody's going to be open. Dominic Rimes is out there. I mean, he he, he, was, he only played eight games last year for the Javon Lions. Katoy. And Javon Cotoy, I, I don't even have him on the list. I didn't see him. I don't think he he, he was a bit lower he didn't down. Play the whole season. He was a little bit lower down, but he also didn't start yeah. all the games. That's correct. No. He, he, he didn't start being started. a regular starter until le- later in the season. Yeah. After yeah. Lamar got in, hurt. In, yeah. Right. Uh, he, so he was twenty third in the league with uh, five hundred nineteen yards in ten games. So, yeah, it was okay. Um, it's kind of bizarre. But, yeah, I, I'm kind of liking what Calgary's doing. I'm liking what BC is doing. Uh, you can't help but like what Winnipeg has done. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the teams, to me, haven't really been overly active. I'm, I'm not upset mm-hmm. by that because I couldn't, you know, it's always nice to – have your team set and everybody else being up in up up in the arms, but um, yeah. it may just be that these teams are waiting till free agency opens to get other people. Maybe. 
William, what's your take on free agency so far? Anything interesting? Anything wonderful that's happening? What's scaring you? Um, well, and now don't take this the wrong way, guys. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember, and maybe you guys can refresh my memory. There was a time not so long ago, three, I'm going to say three or four years ago, when BC came in with some pretty heavy-duty receivers, right? They had they had a great starting four receivers or something like that. Can you remember what season that was, either one of you? Because they had, well, of course they had Manny, of course they had Manny, but they had they also had shit that Brian guy Burnham. who played, yeah, Burnham. But they had that guy who played in Hamilton and then went to the NFL or sat out for a year. Oh, um, and came back in. Uh, shit, I can't Chris Williams. Chris Williams. Chris Williams. That's correct. And then they had one more burner as well. And we talked about how they would be unbelievable, and they fucking sucked. <laughs> but that was also the year that that the quarterback. We didn't have a quarterback. Well, though you had what so, Jonathan Jennings. Good year, Jonathan so Jennings. We thought he would have a good year, but he just had a fucking horrendous year. That was Jonathan so, Jennings. I think that would have been 2017. There you go. So I was thinking about that today when I thought about this, and I'm sorry, a second-year quarterback, and and I know you've got to start somewhere, somewhere, and unless yeah. he's a record, unless he's a record breaker, I I have my doubts. Okay, I'm just saying. But, but well, that's fair. we all have our doubts. Yeah, stranger things have happened, though. Okay. Now, yeah. Yeah. As, as far as as far as Calgary goes, yeah, I'm okay with what they've done so far. Um, I still think they're kind of weak on the defensive line. We'll see what they hire as defensive ends this year. Hopefully, they'll pick something up in free agency. Um. Kadeem Carey, I'm shocked that they paid that kind of money, but let's face it, in every game last year, Kadeem Carey was a star. And he was a catalyst. He was a catalyst. So, and every other team in the league would have gobbled him up, I'm thinking, in a second. So, I guess, like... True, and and you got to look, your your quarterback is not not what he was. Okay. But, and but and I'm going to be as though, polite as I can on that. Yeah, but the thing is, though, let's face it, Dave Dickinson is a fucking throw-the-ball-first coach, okay? And there were some games last year where Kadeem Carey got four fucking carries, okay? So I, I hope if they're going to pay him that money, they're going to fucking use him. Yeah. Okay? Just saying. Because, I mean... No, it, man, it's and maybe they're thinking, they're thinking, you know, Winnipeg's philosophy because Winnipeg has an Andrew Harris who's good, and your quarterback doesn't have to be great if you have an Andrew Harris that can run the ball. And maybe they're thinking Bo's not going to be that great. So who knows? Well, and and that's I, what I'm, I'm kind of alluding to is that maybe Bo isn't 
up to par or is showing his warts or, or whatever it is. So if yep. you've got a running back, you can change your game more. up. You, can, you know, we we know that a run first offense wins games. And I and I I, I like it around the league when they they say you know Bull Levi Mitchell restructured his contract, Cody Fajardo restructured his contract, all these guys restructured. You know what that means, eh? <laughs> they all took a fucking pay cut. It's that simple. Okay. Yeah. Yes or no. I, I don't agree with that. Okay, it depends on how much it is. But if you look at um, a, a couple of them, and, and this is one one of the things why the league was going to put in this four hundred thousand dollar signing bonus limit on this is when they restructure their contract because it's it's an American player that restructures their contracts. American players that live in America full time. Okay. So when they restructure their contract and they get a hundred and seventy thousand dollars signing bonus and then another hundred and twenty thousand dollars as a salary, okay, for two hundred and ninety for the year. Let's just hypothetically go with this for right now, okay? Um, that hundred the signing bonus is only taxed at fifteen percent. Okay? So even though you can roll back fifty thousand dollars on their on what they're supposed to get by putting it into a signing bonus they actually end up saving the money where they'll actually have about twenty thousand dollars of more take-home money they're actually getting a raise by restructuring for a lower amount and a higher signing bonus even though the total number is less we're looking at it oh well we're sa- they're saving cap space, but in reality, they're saving tax money. So they actually get to keep more money in their pocket, even though they're earning less. Does that make sense? Sort of, and I'll sort of agree yeah. with you, but I want to agree with you. I mean, the Stampeders were supposed to give Bo Levi Mitchell $200,000 bonuses, Okay. Right. I, 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 I'm I not saying that happens you, to everybody. No, I guarantee you he lost some money, okay, big time. And uh, it's because they paid him too much money. You, you know, in the CFL, if you don't get your money up front, you're not going to get your money. It's that simple. Bonuses in the CFL don't mean fuck all. Well, especially when a team can release you at any time they want. That's correct. And you know what? They they talk about they talk about uh, we talked about how much money they gave to Dean Carey, but you know what? In reality, next season he signed a two-year contract. Next season they can just outright release him if he's not that good, or if they don't want to spend that money, or they'll get him to restructure his contract. Okay, so we we've had this discussion before, and you know. Everybody says that the bonus money that they get in the off season, like bonuses that come due in January or March or, or, or usually before free agency, um, it, it, these players are owed that money and, and teams release them before time. It, they're not owed that money. That bonus money is a, is a second year, let's call it a second year signing bonus. Okay, and that, the, that's the reality of it. Right now, you're going to sign a two-year contract. I'm going to give you a signing bonus for this year. And next year, we're going to give you another bonus in January. But we're only going to pay you that bonus if we want you for that year. 
So if we're going to release you, we're not going to pay you the money. Right? If you're or not we, going to fit into our plans, we, we're not going to pay you that money. Wanna, so people, or, if we, or if we want to keep you and not pay you that money, we're going to restructure your contract. We're, we're going to talk again about restructuring it, yes. And they're going to end up giving them some upfront money, whether it's all of that or more and less wages or whatever else. They're going to do that. But a, a, a mid-season or a mid-contract bonus is not the same as a signing bonus. No. For taxation purposes. No. No. Okay? So, so if, there, if Bo is owed $200,000, that would have been considered salary and taxed at the 35 or 45% that it normally would. If by restructuring it, he now turns that $200,000 into a signing bonus, it's now taxed at 15%. So he ends up keeping a whole lot more of that money than what he would have if he was given the regular bonuses that he should have been given. Okay? Sure. Okay. And I think I can find an article on this. I, there's an article out there somewhere. Let me take a look and see what I can find. Okay. Uh, anyhow, moving on to this. So I, I'm looking through the, um, the free agents list, the official 2022 free agents list, and the Western teams are the only ones that I really interested in. Calgary really hasn't signed that many people. I think nope. they have the fewest amounts of of, team, of players that they have re-signed out of any of the teams. They've signed some really good players. They've signed some of their best players. But there's, there's not many. Toronto's is another one is, is really not. Nor Ottawa. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be tough to see. We'll see what happens coming down the line. Uh, oh, yeah, Actually, there's that, Calgary, that article. Calgary, Calgary signed 11 players yesterday <laughs> that I've never heard of. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Body that's, for trading yeah, that's, not, that's not free agents. No, I mean, but you never know. They, I mean, they were, you never know. They were free agents. The, sta- the Stampeders are the diamond in the rough. What the Stamps have signed is the base of their team, okay? And they'll build from there. And I don't know, maybe they believe that they haven't signed Ucumbri Williams yet or there's another guy that was pretty good last year, offensive lineman. They haven't signed those two guys yet. But I'm thinking maybe Huff has a shit ton of American offensive linemen in his back pocket that he can get for a lot cheaper. That's what I'm thinking. And defensive line, well, they still need defensive ends. So we'll see what happens. Um, they did sign Thurman, what's his face, their outside linebacker, but they're still missing two. And I, I, I tend to wonder, there's their middle linebacker, his last name is Sankey. I tend to wonder if, how much more money he's going to make signing with somebody else. He's only a second-year player. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Okay, so let's uh, 
That was a good good segment one. We just got to talk about free agency, and there's a whole pile of people that we need to talk about, and uh, we'll get to them. Uh, segment two, uh, Elks and the Red Blacks are in a battle for Jeremiah Mazzoli. I alluded to this in the in the opening statements here. Um, is there anybody on this podcast that is a fan of Jeremiah Mazzoli? I'm waiting. I was just like sixty year old man. I like how he can grow his hair. Okay. That's pretty impressive. But that's about it. Yes. Yeah. I think he could be a decent number two guy. I, I'm not convinced he's your full time starter. Who was the quarterback in Hamilton before Mazzoli? Before Mazzoli, uh, do you remember? Didn't didn't he come in after Calaris left? Zach Calaris. Yeah, it was Zach Calaris. Zach Calaris. Yeah, yeah. Calaris left, and then Mazzoli was the number two, and oh, just got anointed the, the position by uh, Kent Austin. Everybody thought he'd be the next best, next great thing, but I, I never was, never was happy with him. I really think that they, Ken Austin. I, I know Ken Austin fucked up Zach Caleros. I know that they, they would have been better off if they had kept him, and built an O line to protect him, but they didn't, and they went with this more mobile quarterback that could take a hit. I mean, I, I think Winnipeg got it set with him. He's, 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 they know what they've got, so they, they built a gauntlet around him. So. The Elks and the Red Blacks, two worst teams in the BFL last year. When you Go say ahead, the Elks and the Red Blacks are competing to sign Jeremiah Mazzoli, what that tells me is this year we don't have to worry about the Elks or the Red Blacks, okay? That's simple. <laughs> well, see, the whole thing is, is the one the team that wins out of this gets Mazzoli. The team that loses doesn't have a quarterback. Think about that one for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Who's better off? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but if Edmonton finds Mazzoli, Edmonton has to let go of somebody, okay? Because they have, don't they have? Uh, they have Arbuckle. They have four or five They would probably now. release. They would probably release Arbuckle if they were to sign Mazzoli. That's, that's what I was. That's I would imagine, so. anyways. And, I can't see them keeping both Harris Mazzoli and Arbuckle. Too much. As you said, so as you gonna, said what, would, what would be a good combination would be Rourke and Arbuckle in BC. Then I would, then I would, then I would be a little scared of BC. I think. Oh, exactly, and that's what I was saying is that I would not be upset with Arbuckle going to BC with backing up Rourke or Rourke backing him up. I think that that would be a great tandem in there. Mm-hmm. Both very young, both very mobile, highly mobile quarterbacks. And uh, both still a big unknown question mark in them. 
I, I would be okay with that. But, you know, we got Trevor Harris out in the mix. Uh, Cloud Bethel Thompson's now off the market. Uh, so you got Trevor Harris and Jeremiah Mazzoli. I wouldn't jump up and down about having either one of those guys as my number one guy. And I don't see a lot of interest in Trevor Harris. I mean, yeah, the Elks and the Red Blacks, he's already been through both of those teams. Maybe he'll become the consolation prize. What, I, what I'm also thinking is if Ottawa signs Mazzoli, then Matt Nichols is going to be C. <laughs> I forgot about him being out there. But I think so did everybody else. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, I, it, okay, so you got three quarterbacks out there with with fairly a, a, a good amount of experience. No, 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 no. I just, I just don't see. Oh fuck! I actually can see Matt Nichols coming to BC for for very little money. No, don't say or that. Or does he just, or does he just retire? That's where he should go. Well, you know, if he you did take, nothing at Ottawa last year. Thousand dollars, it's not that bad. I think it's thinking, thinking worse. Only if he has happening. to play. Yeah. I don't know. No, 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 no. Please don't do that to no, me. No, I'll, I'll pass. Okay, so, so uh, okay, there's the three three veteran quarterbacks out there, Jeremiah Mazzoli, Trevor Harris, and Matt Nichols. Rate them. One, two, three. Chris, go ahead. Oh, Christ. Mazzoli, Harris, Nichols, exactly the way you said it. One, two, three. Charles, what the only you reason, doing? only reason I go oh, Mazzoli go one is because no. he's younger. Because he's younger, and, and I, I, I just think he's got more in him than Harris at this point in his career. Yeah. I, I almost think Harris is a better technical quarterback. I, I think he's, he's got more talent. It's just really hard to find him. Charles. One, two, three. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to differ from Chris. I'm going to go Harris, Mazzoli, Nichols. Okay. William? I'm just going to say they all three of them should become kickers because I don't like either, any one of them. I was just going to but say would, they're 3A, would, 3B, and 3C. I would go. I would go. I would go. Also, Harris, Mazzoli, Nichols. Yeah, I, I'm I'm in agreement there. I would take Harris before I would take Mazzoli and or Nichols, but I don't see Harris coming to BC and the Red Blacks organization. So if he was, and he's been a free agent for quite some time, Montreal released him quite early on, didn't they? So if they were going, if, if anybody was going to sign him, they would have done so. 
I mean, Mazzoli at this point in time is not a free agent, is he? Nope. Not yet. Not until the 8th. Nope. The 8th. I mean, shit. Tiger Cats might sign him yet. Who knows? He might be comfortable in that town and take a, a hometown discount. Still negotiating. Mm. Wouldn't that just be a fuck up? Yeah, it would be. I think he's going to yep. get a lot more money offer from one of those two teams. So I'm, I think he's moving. Oh, yeah. He's going to be the number one in one of those two teams. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 pers- I personally think he's going to Ottawa. Yeah, I could see that. And the, the reason why I say Ottawa is Chris Jones, it, it, it's no secret. He is not a fan of offense. He doesn't give a shit about quarterbacks. So if he's in the market for a quarterback, I cannot see him overpaying for one. I can't see him getting into a bidding war with the Ottawa Red Blacks and coming out victorious. No. And you got to figure the Red Blacks are desperate for anything, right? So, Yeah, and I think they're going to pay him, and they're going to pay him big bucks. He's going to – Jeremiah Mazzoli's going to be making 450 480 from the from yeah. Ottawa. Yeah, he's going to yeah. be up there. And, and I don't think Chris Jones is going to match something like that. Probably no, not. he's got an – he probably thinks he has enough talent in, that he, right now to make the season. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, once free agency opens up and, and the big names get signed pretty quickly, um, Trevor Harris is out there saying that he's still a tier one quarterback. He still wants tier one money. Well, if nobody's offering that to you, you're going to have to take what you can get, buddy. Or retire. Yeah, that's true. yeah, no, I, he, he's still going to make in the in the three fifty range. I I wouldn't retire at this point in time for him. No, no, I'm not saying I would. I'm just saying that he's put himself in that position now, where because of the statements he's made, if that doesn't come along, if he's stupid and prideful enough, he might retire because he doesn't get that tier one offer. Probably yeah, or he eats a lot of crows. <laughs> yeah, or you eat a lot of crows. Some people won't do that. Some people won't do it. And I don't know. I don't know Harris enough to know whether he's willing to eat crow or not. But he wouldn't be the first to walk away without even for the money that he could make because he didn't make what he wanted. There has been players do it. Lots. So True. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. And you could play the game. Jeez, oh, I'm trying to remember who did it before. Somebody where you uh, you ride it out and see if somebody gets injured or something. You know, I mean, it's a risky game, but that's risky. But I mean, people have done it before. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. I just don't know enough about Harris's personality to know where that's going to play out, but it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I don't think any of us do. 
we haven't seen a, enough of Trevor Harris's personal side, uh, and just the statements that he's made recently don't bode well to that philosophy. Yeah. I'm still a number one quarterback. Okay. That's that one that you think does, but does everybody else think does? Yeah. Well, you you got to accept the quarterbacks have to have a little bit of ego and swagger for that position to be fairly successful at it. I mean, not not cross the board. Nothing's ever generically fitting, but you got to figure. I don't I don't see him eating a lot of crow. Let's put it that way. <laughs> no. Quarterback per, quarterback personalities usually don't suffice eating crow. No, but the, you know the, something like this might humble him. Yeah, and that's granted. Granted, he does seem right. kind of down to earth to February me. February tenth, February eleventh, and 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 there's no offers on the table for him because and he's, he's still adamant towards the, and the the or the offers have been for a, a, a number two position and yeah. number two money, and he still wants to play football. Then you know he's gonna that's gonna be a humbling experience for him. Now, yeah. Like like I said, is he going to eat crow or is he just going? And he might not have to eat crow, but he might have to be very humble. Mm-hmm. And then the question could be: do, do you do you want a really humble quarterback, or do you want one that thinks he can win every fucking game he steps on the field with? So maybe he'll ruin himself even. <laughs> Come out all humble and play like crap. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes and no. Uh, more likely he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder and want to prove that he is still a number one. I mean, that's the that'd quarterback be the way to you do want. It. You, yeah, you want to, you want to bring him in at $320,000 with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Prove you're a one. Right? I mean, quarterback. That, that would be the ultimate scenario for any team to get him. Yeah. Right when you got two teams that are fighting over Mazzoli, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay, the next two segments on our PC Lions receivers: uh, the re-signing of Brian Burnham. Do they have the best receivers in the league? Well, I've already alluded to that. I mean, hell, they ha- right now they've got two out of the top four. They, I mean, they had those last year. And and now they've got um, Dominic Grimes, Chauvin Katoy, and they've got a stupid offer into Kenny Lawler. If Lawler takes that contract, does BC have the best receiving force? Fucking right they do. Yeah. Nobody could argue with that. Nobody, nobody can argue with that. A lot of people won't like it, but they won't argue with it. They have the best receivers from last year. So, yes, 100%. 100%. Who knows? We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, the next little segment here, we'll just uh, kind of. We're just going to 
melt these two together. The Lions are also making big money offer to Kenny Lawler. Would that money be better spent elsewhere? Yes, I believe it would be. I would. I don't think. Yep. I don't think Kenny Lawler is a necessity. I think he's a luxury. Um, it would be really nice to have him on there, especially with this young quarterback having such a target-rich environment. Um, I don't see us having a, a, a really good rush end. I, I, I'm not jumping up and down about our D-line. That's, yeah, that's uh, somewhere that needs to be improved. I, I don't mind our linebackers. I don't mind our DBs. But the D-line is just not there. It's not – it doesn't scream at me. Um, it doesn't get enough – they didn't I, get enough pressure last year. They got zero pressure last year. Uh, our O-line, I, know. I think, was was much improved over 2019. Uh, Kelly Bates is doing a much better job coaching. Uh, Joel Figueroa is coming back. They signed him today or yesterday. Um, the, the, the wild card out there right now is Hunter Stewart. Uh, he's our center. He's center, right? Yeah, he was playing yeah. center. And he's a Canadian. So he, he's kind of an important piece. Uh, there's a couple of teams out there that are making a, a bid for him. I think Ottawa is. And uh, I think Toronto was. So we'll see what happens there. But... Kenny Lawler money could be better spent on a D-line. I agree. Or, on, get or, on, another, or on another quarterback. Sorry. Right? That too. Yep. That's fair. Because who is, your, who yeah, is I, your other quarterback now? Do you have one? Oh, I don't know. No, I still don't. I mean, this I'm, I'm trying not to make this show all about the BC Lions, but it just seems like there, yeah. there's a lot of shit happening for them right now. We knew it would be all about the BC Lions the minute they signed the three receivers. I, I can predict you too well. Sorry. Matter of fact, I'm sitting in my chair in my basement wearing my BC Lions jersey and my BC Lions hat. Do you believe me? No. Yes. Somebody I don't believe he even has one, Charles. Me neither. I know. I was being sarcastic. I, I have no CFL. He doesn't CFL. even have a Calgary Peters jersey. I don't have a CFL jersey. Sorry. Sorry. Not even a Stan Peters one? No, sir. No, he does not. He's got a Calgary t-shirt. Huh. I got lots of... Got all those I got shoes. lots of... I got lots of Stan Peters paraphernalia and hats and or sorry, hats and t-shirts and stuff like that. Shoes. No yeah, I got my St. Peter's shoes for Christmas. So. so we've got a guy by the name of Kevin Thompson as a quarterback. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't know him. He's the only other QB on the roster. So, yeah, no, uh, Okay. 
Um, let's let's just jump into segment five here. Hamilton parts ways with Brandon Brandon Banks. Where would he most likely be landing spot? Don't you dare fucking say BC. <laughs> Montreal no. or Toronto? Montreal or Toronto? Yeah, I, I I see him going to Montreal. I see Toronto or Saskatchewan. Maybe Ottawa. Well, Saskatchewan's in the, Saskatchewan's interesting. What about Edmonton? Maybe Ottawa. Somebody be stupid enough to offer him more money. Okay. Uh, Ottawa. Uh, Ottawa could. Yeah, they need they need somebody to get people excited. So maybe that would work. That could be a. So that, that's over half. That's over half for the teams. Right. Ottawa, Montreal, Saskatchewan, Edmonton. Now, why do you think? Why do you think, why do you think Hamilton wanted to part ways with him? I don't know. Was, I, was I really he looking can't for stupid that. money? Was he looking too for much money, money? Maybe. Maybe they just had enough of the attitude. Oh, he doesn't have attitude, does he? <laughs> no. I, I'm, I'm told that he has uh, he has matured. But you know what? If you look at it this way, if BC signs Kenny Lawler and they sign Brandon Banks, baby, look out. I, I, I cannot stand the little worm. I just cannot stand the little worm. But you have to respect his abilities. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. Right? I mean, he is he is still a dangerous threat. And what happened to him last year? Was he injured? Because he's not in the top ten. Was he injured for a yeah, time? He, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah he was. Hamilton, don't forget Hamilton didn't have a stellar season at the beginning of the year, right? No. Weren't they, weren't they two no. and five or something? Yeah, Hamilton got like off to a slow start. Yeah. He actually, he actually got hurt twice last year. He had a rib cage injury and then something else later on. Yeah, that's right. Because he's not in the top 50 receivers. No. He didn't play a lot. And when he played, he played like garbage. He had a bad, bad year last year. And if he wasn't willing to take a pay cut, that's why they oh. parted ways. I, I, I'm sorry. He is. He's number 26 on the list. He had 10 starts for 474 yards. Yeah. He just didn't do anything spectacular like he did the year before. So, no, but, you know, he's, he's, you can't say he's getting long in the tooth. He's not really that old. No, he's not. Now, somebody's you know, going to pick him up. The There's no doubt about it. 2015, 2016. So he's been around for six, seven years. I, I don't know if he's 30 years old yet. And I really don't have the inclination to go look. I couldn't care less. So. Yeah. 
Okay, so let's just jump down here. Um, so the riders, so we kind of established that Granite Banks could go to like four or five different teams. So there's really not much to, to say about that. I mean, he's still he's 34, a, a respectable. Is he 34? Okay. Yep. Hmm. Not only is he getting I didn't old, he's short. I didn't think he was getting that old. I don't think he was that old. No. William, you okay? He's sleeping. Uh, he's having a nap. I hope that wasn't Chris. Nope. Wasn't me. No. Okay. I, I gave him the big mute. <laughs> he, he fell over. <laughs> oh, God. What are we going to do with him? Okay. Um, where are we going? Cody Fajardo. Cody Fajardo takes a small pay cut and takes a $170,000 signing bonus. This is a restructured contract exactly the way that I just said that it, it made sense. He's going to actually take home more money, pay less taxes, and it reduces the rider's cap. Okay? Their salary... It, it it just saves the money. It just makes sense. It's a good deal. Boom, boom, bang. Any any arguments? Any comments? Any any discussion on this? Uh, Cody Fajardo. I'm still not sold on him being uh, a top tier quarterback in this league. Um, no, me either. That was another thing that I. Now, that was something I wanted to say about Trevor Harris, you know, and he says he's a top-tier quarterback. When was he ever a top-tier quarterback? I mean, Ottawa when he was with Burris. The league, but they're not Maybe good. when he was in Ottawa. Yeah, with Burris. Yeah, but he was never top-tier. He was never really up there. I mean, would you think Vernon Adams is considered a top-tier quarterback or McLeod Bethel-Thompson? I don't consider those guys top-tier. They're number one yeah, quarterbacks, but I mean, starting quarterbacks in the CFL, but they're 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 not Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell. They're not, you know, up there. Well, yeah, but Harris had that one season where he had like four receivers over a thousand and stuff, and it was a tandem between him and Burris. But I think there's yeah. more of an argument to made that he he and he made it to the show twice, but he made it to the cup twice and. Like I just this, this is more. I mean, is I, I'm not arguing that he is. I'm just saying that there's more of a room there from an argument <laughs> than there is for Vernon Adams or somebody else, right? Or Cody Fajardo. Or Cody Fajardo. I don't think he's a top tier quarterback. I don't think he ever will be. I I, I honestly I, I'm putting it out right now. And last year I. Right at the beginning of the season, I said, Edmonton's going to suck, okay? And I yeah. caught slack from everybody. In fact, most of the people on the panel agreed with me, and we, we all looked at it and said, yeah, Edmonton's not going to happen. And then the media says, oh, Edmonton's going to be the number one team. Well, we know how that all turned out, right? We, yeah. We, we got that. I'm calling it right now. Saskatchewan Rough Riders do not make the playoffs. Hmm. Okay. I don't see them. This is a bold statement. Do they make the? Do they make the crossover? 
possibly, but they're not going to, they're, they're going to be fourth in the West. Well, is it a bold statement, Charles? Well, I, I don't think many people would predict them not to make the playoffs. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything, but I don't think many people would. I think most people, if they were saying, would think that they, they would make the playoffs. And I'm not disagreeing with okay. you necessarily. I'm just saying that not many people would make that statement. I, I understand that. And I'm looking at this, that they shouldn't have made the playoffs last year. Okay? And and, and that 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 is a... a, a a bold, if not ridiculous, statement. But, but, BC lost three games by a missed field goal. Two of them were against Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's five games. BC wins three. Toronto loses two. Saskatchewan misses the playoffs. BC's in the playoffs. All we had to do was have a kicker. That was the only difference was that they missed three field goals. Yeah. So, you know, BC was not a great team last year, nor was Saskatchewan. Just say everybody fluked out and Edmonton was way worse. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was literally what it was. Yeah. So, you know, I'm calling it. Saskatchewan doesn't make the playoffs. I think BC has improved enough that they are going to leapfrog over Saskatchewan. And I don't think – Calgary can't have two shit fucking years in a row. I I, I haven't seen that in 20 years. I I expect them to bounce back. I have not seen that with Huffnagel at all. I can't see Calgary having two shitty years in a row. So, who's going to be odd man out? Well – Edmonton, I don't see them doing dick squat this year, uh, regardless that Chris Jones is there. I just don't think they're going to be that much of an improved team. But I don't think Saskatchewan is either. Yeah, well, and then you got Winnipeg, Calgary, and BC, right? Like, I mean, it's a, it's the West curse. You have to be a good team to, yeah. to contend, you mm-hmm. know? Like, you, you have to bring your A game and – you know, who's done the most, oh, who's you... stayed the stablest, or who looks the best, and you're right. I mean, Edmonton's the worst, but really, after that, Saskatchewan's done the least to try and stabilize their team. And I mean, their quarterback is extremely questionable. Yeah. Winnipeg pretty much bringing back their fucking team again, weirdly enough. Yeah. And Cal- yeah. Calgary signed their base. I mean, you got to look at – the fact that Bagleton made a huge difference at the very end, um, but he's going to start now. If, if Kamar can, if Kamar can stay healthy, so and they've got the running game, they got the quarterback signed. Their DBs the only question mark. And let's be honest, they've brought in DBs like it's going out of style. Plus they have Robinson. So, so yeah, I mean, really, Saskatchewan is going to be the man, odd man out. They're going to have the most to prove for sure. And I, I don't, I think Cody folds this year. I think he has a worse year than he did last year, to be honest with you. He seemed to be declining as the season went along. His play went downhill. Yeah. I think the pressure in Saskatchewan's too much for him. I think he's a mental quarterback and that's not good. Mm-hmm. It's going to mess with him too much. You're going to start losing and they're going to start going after him. 
you get one bad game there, they come right after you. They don't hold back. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts, Will? My thoughts are Edmonton, <laughs> Edmonton is going to be better this year. They can't be any worse, okay? They're going to be better for sure. Right. Are they going to be good Just enough? Get, yeah, out of the Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, I can't see them being any better than they were last year as long as they got Fajardo, okay? And I'm sorry, but my jury is still out on BC. Depending on who plays quarterback, they could be just as bad. Yeah. And uh, remember, it is a quarterback-driven league. Um, Calgary, I don't know. If Calgary doesn't start signing some decent people, I mean, uh, don't forget they do not have, other than Troy Roberson, they don't have a backfield, a defensive backfield right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess, yeah, so I, I think the West is still up, the West could be up for grabs other than Winnipeg. Because Winnipeg should be just as good as they normally are, give or take. I, I mean, Winnipeg, I read an article today, um, and I don't know who it was by, but they're saying that all of the players, surprisingly, on the Bombers are looking for bigger money. And they've accommodated some of them, but they cannot accommodate everybody. And uh, we'll see who they don't sign. So I still don't see Andrew Harris going back. No, no and, and I, I, I don't think Andrew Harris is is a cog there anymore, to be honest with you. No, I agree. I mean, he was hurt quite a bit last year. And, uh, and you know what? I, I, running backs are a dime a dozen. I'm sorry. They really are. Well, I, I think the big kicker in Winnipeg right now is they need to uh, sign Olivetti and uh, who's the other? Oliveri and um, Johnny Augustine. Augustine, right? I mean, they they just need to sign those two, and if they do, you let Harris walk in a heartbeat, right? Um, but if you lose those two kids and they go out in the league, wow. You know, there's another guy. I there's another guy. I would see picking up one or two of those. There's another guy I think who'd look good in Winnipeg, and that would be that uh, that running back from uh, Hamilton. What's his name? Erlington Thomas. He's Canadian, is he? Not? Yeah. I, I yes, think he he'd is. Look good in Winnipeg. I think he'd look good in Winnipeg's he, backfield too. He'd look good in quite so, a few places, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we shall see. That's why free agency is going to happen. I'm curious to see who's going to be over the salary cap. So, Well, you know, being over the salary cap in February is nothing. Being over the salary cap in June is everything. I realize that. And, and of course, the thing that's really scaring the shit out of me right now, what you just said about the salary cap, what if Chris Jones just fucking 
binds everybody, okay? I mean, because he's that much of a wackadoodle that he might try. He doesn't care about the rules. He's shown that before, so. That is correct. Well, is there roster limits right now, or is that only when we come into training camp? Well, there's no roster limits until you come into training camp, I would assume. Oh, yeah, yeah. you got like teams train- with like 100 players coming into training camp. No, coming into training camp, you can only come in with 76 players. Okay. That's still and you a lot of players. you got to get it play. down to 42. 46, 42, 46. Something like that. You know, so you, you, got, you can lose, you, you lose 20, 20 plus players, even at, at, at minimum wage of 55,000, that's over a million dollars. Right, so you start dropping mm-hmm. a couple of bigger name guys, and that would be fucking funny, though. If Chris Jones just signed fucking everybody a big contract, just signing and everybody, started re- releasing them all at just before training camp. Oh my god, nobody would want to play for him. And yet everybody does. Every player wants to play mm-hmm. for him because he's a, such a great coach. Yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on here. Toronto Argonauts have re-signed McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Is he their clear-cut starter, or will they be looking for another free agent QB? Well, I mean, they had Nick Arbuckle last year, and they got rid of him. Who else did they have? They had three guys. Do they still have two? I think so. I don't know who the Argos got in the quarterback situation here. We got McLeod Bethel Thompson. We know that. I'm not seeing anybody else. I'm not. Oh, Antonio Pipkin. Wasn't that who? Oh, yeah, he's still around. Starter. Yeah, Antonio Pipkin is still there. And so is the. Uh, so is another guy named uh, Austin Simmons. The him I do not know. Uh, Antonio Pipkin is not a Canadian. Nope. No. Oh, sorry. That's right. No, you're right. I said he was. I was wrong. That's not right. No, 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 no. He's not. A, he's not Canadian. He's... No. They're, they're all Americans. So, yeah, I, are, is Toronto going to be happy going into the season with McLeod Bethel-Thompson and Antonio Pipkin as quarterbacks? I would say they are. They seem to be sold on McLeod Bethel-Thompson just the way that uh, I know uh, Pinball Clemens was talking about um, signing them, but 
I wouldn't be, but you're right. I think they're fine with it. They might uh, get a rude awakening come. Uh, yeah, they might get a rude awakening come the season, but uh, they seem to be okay with it now. Well, I remember last year where they said that they, they, you know, they they, they got McLeod Bethel Thompson in there right now. Well, they they're grooming Antonio Pipkin to be the starter, and then Pipkin mm-hmm. went out and he started one game and fucking stunk. It just the game that he played. Yeah, he was a disaster. I I, I don't know how they could continue with that attitude or with that belief system. But maybe, I mean, he's 26 years old. I don't know. McLeod Bethel-Thompson's 33. I thought he was older than that, but oh well. Uh, no, I think no, they are. They are. They're set. They're set at quarterback. They're not going to be looking for another quarterback. No, probably not. And I would venture yeah, to I'd... assume that 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 Bethel Thomas is your starter. Like I told you. Yeah. He would be. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think there was any doubt there that he was going to go back to Toronto. I don't think anybody else really wanted him. Yeah. I heard something that uh, the Lions are going after Sean White. Yep. I know Will wants to talk about kickers now, but... Um, yeah, I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Well, like I mean, we used to have numerous, Sean White, we let him Like go. you mentioned numerous times on the podcast, they might have been in the playoffs if they had a, had a kicker last year. Yeah. Which is true. So I'd be perfectly happy true. if they signed Sean White. I'd be fine with that. I mean, don't forget they had Nagasaki Yamahama last year, and he sucked. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, and then the, they got that other kid, and he wasn't much better. I mean, he he, nope. he was. He, he nailed everything and the, except for the important ones. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't do that. He has to go out there and win the big ones. I mean, that's why we – I mean, BC is so spoiled. We had like 40 years of Lufus Aglia and then Paul McCallum. You know, kicking was never even a question, and 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 now it's it, 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 it's it's what lost us in the, the postseason. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, Craig Reynolds, president and CEO of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and I'm not going to say anything about his personal life here told the Green Zone on Tuesday the CFL team and the league appear to be trending in the right direction. What, you mean that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are trending in the right direction? Well, I think he's talking about financially. Are you talking about the teams? That should have been pluralized. CFL team and the league appear to be trending in the right direction. Okay, I'm kind of happy with that. Um, 
I'm not sure how. I mean, trending in the right direction doesn't mean that they're they're all stable. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if we really have to worry about any team in the CFL right now. I think they're all pretty much. Ownership-wise, they seem to be all stable. Even Toronto, I know the Toronto ownership doesn't really care, but the one thing they do have is a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. I, I, they bought that team for a reason. They're going to keep it, um, and they're going to keep it above water. Ottawa seems to be stable, though that would be my my biggest wild card. Um, Edmonton, I mean, they're a community-owned team, but they're a community of businesses, aren't they? It's not like owned by the city or the provincial government. That's actually a group of businesses on that team, isn't it? I've never really understood their ownership. I know Saskatchewan is owned by the province or, or in theory. And so is Winnipeg is the city, the province supporting them. I don't know. Kind of a tough one there to think. I I, I can't argue with Craig Reynolds. I think most of the teams right now are fairly stable. Uh, I don't think BC has to be in a problem right now. Uh, this new owner here. It, it, it takes at least a couple of years before they fucking get scared. So I, I think BC's mm-hmm. got another year or two before they have to actually look like they're doing something productive to, to make it work. Any thoughts? Is there, doing Will? a new thing? That... Charles, go ahead. He hasn't talked up. Oh, you know, I was just saying they're doing a neat thing. I don't know if you saw it today. I posted it in the Let's Talk BC Lions uh, page. They're, uh, they've got sideline seating now where they're actually adding seats right on the sideline. I saw that. So you can watch the game right from the sideline. I saw that. That was that was actually really cool. Did you guys, did you see that, Chris? No. No, I didn't no. see that. They, so no, I didn't either. BC Place actually... BC Place has a, uh, a set of stairs that goes down from the, the first row to the players' field. So it, it's actually da- down about Okay, so they, so now they're, they're filling that in behind the benches with seating. So I don't know if they're doing it on both sides or just behind the, the Lions, but very intriguing. It's a great idea. And, and they're selling it in in a, a, a booth environment where there 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 are chunks of seats going together. You can't just go in and get one seat. Right. Right. So I wonder if they get special think, service down there and stuff like that. That would be awesome. I think they do actually. Get some little waitress that comes around and brings your food and, and booze and shit like that. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I think Toronto has that, don't they? At BMO? There's I don't seats know. that are like uh, little, they might. I'm little not sure. boosts right on the field. 
I know I've watched games where they'll show the players and right behind them there's like these tables and chairs. I'm pretty sure it's Toronto. Yeah, there's that thing that Charles just posted it. I just posted it. Most of the action, introducing sideline field seating for 2022. Most exciting and unique experience available at football. These private boxes are selling fast. Reserve your spot today. So they all become season tickets then. Or business purchases. Yeah, there, there. It's like a box. I think there's eight yeah. per per little section by the looks of it here. They are pricey. Yeah. Are they pricey? It's eighteen hundred and seventy dollars for the season. So basically, one hundred and eighty-seven dollars a game. Per seat. I believe so. Yes. Wow. That might be the most expensive seats in, in in the league. It might be. I, I like the idea. Uh, I don't think I would sit there. I don't like being down down that low. I like being up a little higher. I like going up to sit in the I, I uh, like, uh, Club Orange or the Lions Den, I think I'll call it. Yeah, I was pretty much, that was where my season tickets for the last five years were before I moved up here. Okay. Where are we? We're at 9.30. We're out of, out of things to talk about here. In the spirit of parody... It might be a good thing for Bombers GM believes a painful process of one-year contract is a boost for struggling team. How is that possible? William, what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's possible if... Yes, I'm awake. It's possible... It's possible... If the team is really shitty, they can sign a bunch of one-year. They can bu- sign a bunch of free agents in the offseason and become a good team. That's why it's possible. I don't like one-year because contracts. I think they, I think they suck because I think you have to rebuild your team every single year, and it takes time to get chemistry and so on and so forth. And I, I hate one-year contracts. So, you know, okay. I mean, so it's just, it's silly. I, I 100% agree with you. Now, my question is, we don't like one-year contracts. I'd love to see five-year contracts. Uh, five-year contracts are, are of no benefit to a player. Um, multi-year contracts right. are of no benefit to the player. Because they're 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 stuck with that team unless that team wants to toast them, right? So 
I understand why they went to a one-year contract. I disagree with it. I don't like it. it. It's bad for the league, and I think everybody, the PA and the league, both know it's bad. And I don't. I think the one-year contracts are going to go away in the CBA, which is another thing we haven't talked about at all, and we haven't heard anything about it. Is the CBA is up this year, June first? We're actually playing a football game before the CBA expires. Right. But we did briefly discuss this last week, and we kind of decided that even though it's coming up, there's very little chance of any sort of stoppage, mainly because of the uh, the lost year from um, last year that they just can't afford to do that, players or teams for that matter. Well, of course, of course. But um, so I, I really think the end of the one-year contract is going to happen. But... I know the PA is going to want some type of security for the players for year two or yeah. for the option year. Uh, some type of hard money. If you do that and you, this person is no longer part of your organization, that hard money goes against your cap. Yeah, it'll handcuff teams. It will. So you will almost have to remove it from the cap unless the player sticks. If the PA wants hard money for the second year, the team can't have their hands tied to that salary cap if they don't want that player And I don't know how that would work. No, the thing they need to do is get rid of that fucking management cap. Oh, God, I hate that. That more than anything. Such a stu- one of the stupidest things they ever did. Why restrict the team to how many players, coaches they can have? You want to have too many coaches, you should be able to have too many coaches. It only makes sense. I mean, no team is going to go out and spend more money than they have or can afford. I mean, the argument was, and I mean, that that whole management, that uh, management cap came into effect because of Chris Jones in Saskatchewan, where he had 28 fucking scouts down in America and everything else, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, maybe you can limit them. Limit it to so many scouts and so many this and so many that. and so, But to cap it all, I mean... We can talk at length on this one. It's just, I don't know if it's worth it. We all know this this is a bad fucking idea. Did we ever get told why it came into effect? Was there any actual yeah, reason yeah, given? It was, yeah, it was the CFLPA had their shit in a knot over mm-hmm. the fact that the coaches and managers could get paid anything and the uh and the players were restricted to a, cap. Uh, a salary cap. 
Right. All right. And so it it, it was something that uh, was demanded by the CFLPA, and it was one of those concessions that the league could give them, which wouldn't affect anything really. Right. You know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. not giving well, more money. They would actually save some money, and, and it made sense. And, okay, we'll try this, and it, it, it's a failed experiment. But, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how much the league would really want or the, the uh, board of directors want to give this up. It, it, you know, the salary cap, when the salary cap was, was – brought in, brought in to save the teams from themselves. Yeah, it was so 100%. much to restrict what the players were to earn. It was to stop us from signing Rocket Ishmael for $3.2 million. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 100%. And so, yeah, I mean, we're trying to save the teams from themselves for spending more money than they had. And, and you know, and it was always like to say Saskatchewan, who were never able to pay their players because they, they were always a, a poor community team. They never had yeah. the money to compete with, with the Toronto and Vancouver of the, of the league. Yeah. Right? Who no, always had an abundance days, yeah. of money or, the, or, or theory or, or said to have been an abundance yeah. of money. The haves and the have-nots argument. Yes, I remember it all quite well. Yeah, and the, but the management contract came in because the the players, the players association sour grapes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. If, they, if we have to have a cap, why do they? Why don't they? Yeah. Why can't yeah. coach make whatever yeah. he wants? Because uh, there's a lot less coaches huh. now, than there I, are players. And, and and you know what? I don't disagree with it. In, in in theory, if if you said okay, uh, head coaches can only make five hundred thousand dollars a year, okay, and defensive coordinators can only make two hundred and fifty thousand, or offensive coordinators two hundred fifty thousand, okay, but make the teams have those positions filled and not by the same player, same person. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and they say, okay, you can only have so many scouts or you can only have so many per- player personnel in this. Okay, so, okay, well, I'm going to have my defensive line coach also be my defensive coordinator, and doing that I can have an extra scout. Mm-hmm. And pay him more. Yeah. I mean, it does, it, come on. That doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't work for me. Okay, so um, let's go over to the news and see what we got in CFLPA or CFL.ca. Elk sign a trio. Who cares? O'Leary is ready to steer the riders through free agency. Jeremy O'Day. Uh, Yeah, okay. Well, if he wasn't, he should be fired. Uh, Riders sign Brian Cole the second. Who cares? I don't care about that. Winnipeg. Extends Mercy Maston, who I don't know who that is. Katoy, uh, uh, Kirill Brooks signs a two-year extension with the Tie Cats. Uh, 
Stamp had nine, including 19 global picks. Andre Sagato. That's something that needs to fucking go away. These global players. The global players? Please. It's not making any difference. Well, they made no, it's not you last year. What's that? Yeah, it did. It made a it made difference to BC last year. That yeah. shitty Japanese kicker. <laughs> Huge difference. Yeah. So, Santo not in a good way. Extension. What is this? Ottawa Red Blacks have launched a Behind the R, a series that takes you inside the process of how the organization builds itself up and gets ready for 2022. Well, that should be a bestseller. That should be interesting. Is that, a, is that an empty room where nobody does anything? <laughs> Everyone's just sitting at each, sitting in a room looking at each other. We're always confused. Looks on their faces like, what do we do now? Okay. Or they have the or they have the depth chart on the wall for quarterbacks and Matt Nichols is number one. So I'm just looking at the free agent quarterbacks. Uh Jeremiah Mazzoli is top of the list, of course. And uh Trevor Harris is there, Matt Nichols, um the Elks have gone through a complete regime makeover. Harris could go into training camp and push Nick Arbuckle for the starting position. Trevor Harris is not in Edmonton. Ottawa is the team most in need of a starter, so Harris could, in theory, slide back into the team he spent 16-18 with. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Harris is interested in the backup role. He's not. Uh, could be at the Lions. Nathan Rourke. Uh, who's the other guy? Matt Schlitz. We forgot about Matt Schlitz. How could we He's do that? He's looking for a team. Oh. Yeah. But Is there literally any market well for him? You know, well, what we could do with what we could do right now is there's that last article in the agenda about the free agents that are left. We'd take a look at that. Is there one in the agenda? I only have segment yeah. nine. It's right at the bottom of the agenda. Oh, did I miss this? Maybe. Oh, that's the link because that was the first part of the, um, of the story I posted, but that, um, that's a link for the first um, first item on the agenda. Uh, if you haven't noticed what every is? week, when I when I post when I post the agenda every week, because I post the link for all the stories, ah, it's always the right, segment the first... one that appears at the bottom. Okay. Oh, okay. So, but we can still go through that the, list. Uh, yeah. We can. We can. Uh, let's start at the top. Number one free agent is Jeremiah Mazzoli. Number two is Jagarrett Davis. Who's looking at Jagarrett Davis? Somebody said that they were doing that. Who was that? I think Toronto was. Was it Toronto? 
Toronto sent a fairly aggressive offer yeah. to him. Yeah, I would think everybody would be looking at him. So, oh, I'd, I'd be wanting to get. I'd be. I'd be thrilled if we could get him in BC. To be honest, been in the CFL you know, for Didn't Toronto like offer him? Go ahead. I'm pretty sure Toronto offered him like 175, 240. Stupid money. It was stupid money. I thought it was 240. Yeah. No, I thought it was way too much. Yeah. But um, he's been in the CFL for five years, and he's made the great cup Mm -hmm. every single year he's been in the CFL. So. Yeah. That's true. Derek Moncrief, Edmonton Elks, Sam Linebacker. Duke Williams, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, a, a, a receiver. Oh, this is a receiver that's going to the open market that BC doesn't have yet. What the hell? No. Yeah. Probably because he wants two fifty now. Apparently, he's a spitter, so you don't really want him. So. Oh, right. That's that's right. I forgot about that. Uh, old lineman from Calgary, Ombre. Oh. You Combray, you Combray, That's another yeah, guy the Lions should be targeting right? for their offensive line. He can Ooh. play tackle or he can play center, either or. Yep. Yeah, he's a good player. Okay. I think that's um, the guy that Sparky was all up in arms of them not signing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and. Uh, Number six, Saskatchewan Rough Riders DB, Lucia's Purifoy. And I, I heard the Lions were going after him, too. Yep. I like he him. Starting? I like him as a player. I like him as a player. Yeah. He's starting BC. I do, too. He was. He was a so. BC Lion for, for four four years. Yeah. yeah. And then went to Saskatchewan. I'd be fine with him coming back here. Number seven is Kenny Lawler. Mm, Number eight is Mark Corte. Red Blacks O-lineman. He's a national. Uh, Number nine, way down on the list is Trevor Harris. QB. Uh, number 10 is Delvin Bro. He retired hmm. last year, he so he's it. coming back for me. He's coming back after yeah, he was doing years. Yep. The greatest lockdown corner in CFL history? Really? No, he's, he's well, one out. He could be. He could be one of the best. Could could be in one of one of a hundred. Quote to Bokang. Nothing like nothing That's like having a little bit of poon tang. Obviously, 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 he's out of Edmonton because Chris Jones will never start a Canadian at the not Olympics. a chance. I guarantee you. There's okay. no way. And he's actually a pretty decent player. Yeah, he is. 
Uh, I mean, Betts is the other one that's going to go because he's the other Canadian rush in. But, uh, but I don't think he did as much. But, I mean, Botang's played good since his rookie year. I, 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 really I would take him on my team. I would take him on my team. But the yeah. thing is, he's going to command a lot of money. He's a starting Canadian, so. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. And if you do that, then you need a backup that's Canadian as well, right? Like it's yep. like the Andrew Harris conundrum. Yeah. Number 12, Jake Winky. Winky. The receiver with the Montreal Alouette. Now, Patrick Love, Sam Linebacker, Montreal Alouette. He does. He does. But 19 majors in 32 career games. That's good, but it's not – no, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Patrick Levels, Sam Linebacker, and then uh, Dylan Wynn, defensive tackle with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He was not doing too much last year, so. Yeah, he was off year. Uh, oh, oh, well, this is something we didn't even bring into the mix. First off, Liam Hiralahu free agent, global specialist, maybe in the Vogue, NFL caliber Canadian kicker, Canadian kicker. Very interesting. Uh, Chris Strebler, quarterback. Chris Strebler, we forgot all about Chris Strebler. Well, because some of that is about him. He's going to play out his NFL opportunities to the very better end. He knows he can come back to the CFL, but... But if he comes back to the CFL, he's pretty much telling the NFL he's, he's done with them. So, so mm-hmm. you can keep, you can keep him in the mix, but you're not going to see him anytime soon. It's going to be later in the season for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. But he does not uh, currently have a contract, even a futures contract. So he's nothing down no. there right now. No. And, I know, and I, but he's been I think he's, he's, he's passed his best before date down in the NFL. Oh, yeah, I think he ends up back in the CFL. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's going to wait. Some point, gonna, I think. Yeah, he's going to be uh, one of the bitter holdouts until <laughs> the very end. Yeah. And yeah. you can't blame him. No. I think Winnipeg should sign him as a running back right now. He's built like a running back. Runs like a running back. Throws yeah, like but a running he back. Is, he, <laughs> <laughs> he he is going to get some money. He's going if he comes up into the CFL, he's going to be pretty close to the four hundred thousand dollar mark, which is no running back in the league is going to be paid that. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, he, he 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 just has to. I don't know. We'll see what he's got to decide what he's going to do, and uh, and then what team is going to jump at him? Is it is it Chris Jones going to would you, Chris Jones jump at him? I could see him. 
potential, yeah. I don't know. Can he, well, I don't know. Can he play defense? <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably a good linebacker. Chris Trevler, you know, Chris Tre- a good home oh. for Chris Trevler would be Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. He, I think he could fit right in Toronto. Yeah. Over into Ottawa? Ooh. Well, didn't he make a public statement that he wants him as a starter? The head coach? Paul? Paul Appleby? Yeah. Paul Appleby's pro. Yeah. He publicly said he wanted him as a starter. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Up the list here with defensive tackle Stephen Richards with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, defensive end Sean Lemon out of Calgary. How, how yeah. would he find this guy? He's a good guy to bring in because I think you could get him for a reasonable price because of his age. And he still seems to be playing pretty effectively. He's productive and he's a leader. So, what more do you yeah. want? I don't know. The but Lions I, have I had him twice time in BC. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept hoping they would resign him, and then they kept uh, letting him go, which I never understood. Yeah, there's got to be more to the story about Lemon than anybody knows. He's been way, through way too many teams and back and forth for it to just be about money. <laughs> It's got to be personality. Okay. Hang on for a second, Chris. I I agree with you. I understand where you're coming from. But if that's the case, why do teams keep bringing him back? Calgary's done it. That's the thing. BC's done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I understand. Yeah, I know. And and, and And, it's got to be one of those things where he can get the job done, and maybe it's just a little annoying. So you – find it okay not paying the big bucks when he asks for it when he hits free agency but when you're desperate you kind of go well he can do the job so let's bring him back and, <laughs> like maybe and, he's just slightly and then, annoying and then if you yeah. think about it last year think about it last year Edmonton cut him before he came to Calgary and like yeah. if you can't make Edmonton there must be something going on because they were fucking Especially, Especially last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I understand. I understand. Uh, number 20 on the list is Dion Lacey, linebacker with Saskatchewan. Hmm. I mean, he came back from the NFL. Um, you know, yeah. Craig Ellingson, Edmonton Elk. That's his Not prime. surprised. He's, he's still a free agent. Yes, he passed his prime. He's still a good receiver. And and Chris yep. Jones doesn't care about offense. So he's not going to pay money to this 33-year-old receiver. But, he, you know, five straight 1,000-yard campaigns. Yeah. Well, and he just signed two ex or three retired guys, so why the hell not Greg? Yeah, why not keep Ellington? I mean, you got who? Manny Arsenal? And, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 
my Snoke God. Siegel is waiting by his phone, okay? <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, Darius Tyroko, Tyroko, uh, Canadian O-lineman with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Hmm. Darrell Sankey with Calgary, linebacker. Uh, Sergio Castillo. I, I, I'm surprised the Bombers haven't signed him up yet. Yeah. They had all really those am. issues with kicker last year. He stabilized that, and they haven't re-signed him. I don't get it. And they, they want to be a player for Sean White, too. Uh, either that or they just, you know, it's a money thing with Winnipeg right now. They, they have to be careful where they spend their money. Well, and Sergio that, might be yeah, looking for some money. He, he was probably a rental player for the, the Grey Cup because they brought him in late in the season, didn't pay him a lot, uh, signed him for, the, you know, and then he's, he's going out on the market this year now. I mean, I wouldn't be upset with him coming back to BC, but I kind of like Sean White. Um, number 25, running back Andrew Harris, Winnipeg Blue Bomber. National player. I see him in Ottawa. Uh, Ricky Collins, Jr., receiver, Toronto Argonauts. That guy's getting a little long in the tooth, I think. Where are we? Aiden Darby. What's an Aiden Darby? Sam, linebacker, DB, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Hmm. Uh, Mickey Johnson. Some... Mickey Johnson's available. Maybe a little time with BC and actually play, play for them. Maybe. Hmm. Uh, There's a couple names on there. I'm surprised Saskatchewan hasn't. I, I, True. Yeah. I'm going to snap him up. Chris Jones uh, factor. I would be surprised if, if he's not a free agent because he knows Chris Jones wants him. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not signing with you, Saskatchewan. I'm going somewhere. I'm going to free agency. Oh, yes. I, yes, I have this deal in my pocket from Edmonton. And I wonder, Braden Dozier. I wonder if Chris Jones dealt with Mika Johnson when he was in um, Saskatchewan or – Saskatchewan or yeah. Calgary, for that matter. Or Calgary. Okay, so, yeah. guys, sorry, but uh, we have to shut the show down here where it's over. Uh, this is the Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 472. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. we got to talk some free agency football. CFL's just around the corner. Yay, team. One minute left in the show. Charles, say goodnight to the fans. Good night, folks. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next week. And we'll know where some of these players have gone. Yeah. Hopefully we can get to uh, solve some of the problems that we're having with uh, Blog Talk, where they put it up on Apple and Stitcher and Podbean. Uh, Chris, say goodnight. Goodnight, everyone. Thanks for tuning in again and listening to us discuss football. It's been fun, buddy. It's been fun. William, up to you. Good night, everybody. Remember, next week is free agency. Watch, listen, all that good stuff, and uh, good.
Go, BC, go. <laughs> oh, God. Now we're in fucking trouble, Charles. <clears throat> we're in, like, the twilight. 